0: Like
1: Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the yeah, ramble. Tons won't be bit. ain't no rules, just spill it, <laughs> and anybody can get it, no limit, we get to kill it, you tuning into the thrillers? and no, ain't no stopping, no. any topic, even the random. We get random. random. I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon, we on a grown shit. welcome to the ramble. that's it,
0: that's
1: What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it it Wakanda forever, (laughs) y'all. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Chris Derrick is out today, and we got a dope show for you guys. If you guys are grown, let's jump on in. So today, we got my girl... The big sis in the building. See how I did that? You didn't know I had bars like that, did you?
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> um, I'm going to destroy her name, but please know it's all of love. Is it? You just said three seconds ago. Ain't that funny?
0: Gita That's Gander- what I beer. said.
1: Gita <laughs> Gandabir.
0: Perfect. Oh, my gosh.
1: Boom. <laughs> writer, producer, director, filmmaker herself. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Indeed. Indeed. I'm really excited to have you on. Um, I got a chance to see your uh, doc on HBO, The Black and Missing. So good. So good. All y'all who ain't seen it, go check it out. Super dope. You really get insights into the type of films you are making. we'll get into your story in a minute. Um, the type of films you love to make and why. You can see it in the elements of the themes of the show. And um, just as a filmmaker, bringing out emotion, you know, like those things are hard to do. Because you and I were talking, you know, offline, getting the subject matters to be open to you and to give <laughs> of themselves is a hard thing to do in documentaries, you know what I mean? Absol-
0: exactly. no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, you have to earn trust. That's one of the biggest things in right. a way that I think, you know, again, folks are, folks <laughs> sometimes don't know you from Adam, right? right. And then you, you come in and... It's super important to be able to bond with them, you know, and to get them comfortable enough to be vulnerable and to yes. let you in.
1: Um, so let's talk about – so you're here in town from New York. And what what brought you into town? What you doing?
0: So I'm here for the, the theatrical premiere. And actually – Happened yesterday but we are having we're having two screenings of the film Lowndes County and the Road to Black Power so it's one of my most recent projects mm-hmm. and it's one that's super super important to me it's really close to my heart mm-hmm. it's about um, this group of incredibly brave folks in Lowndes County Alabama and in then in 1965 mm. who essentially organized um, and formed their own political party mm. which was the inspiration for the Black Panther Party right. um, and they brought in a bunch of workers from the student nonviolent Coordinating Committee, including Stokely Carmichael, mm-hmm. later known as I Kwame love Ture. That name. I know he's again. His head like, name it's, was dope. A, <laughs> a, yeah, Kwame <laughs> Ture is what he he changed it to. But but it's um, it's really this a story of a leaderless movement mm-hmm. at the most dangerous time and the most dangerous place in the country. Well, why do you say it was leaderless? Folks? In what way? So what was really interesting about the organizing in Lowndes County, and mm-hmm. it's it, this is really a part of the you know we learn about the freedom struggle right. and the civil rights movement or. We don't. Depending on where you live in the country right. today, yes. you may not learn I told anything. You, I grew up in the Bay. Hello? I know a lot
1: about this shit. Hello, <laughs> right. and I
0: grew up on you know the East Coast, mm-hmm. and you know live in Brooklyn, New York. So there's a lot of education about it there. Right. <clears throat> Other places are keeping it from us, right. but this part of the civil rights movement or the freedom struggle, as the activists called it. Um, back then has really been deliberately left out of the narrative of this of the movement that we often hear about and learn about because it doesn't align with sort of a Christian based um, white friendly. Uh, a movement. It doesn't? <laughs> it's does not. <laughs> so so as you, so, and that I think is what for us, you know, again, it's these untold stories mm-hmm. and what we are not taught purposefully or we are not given access to purpose, purposefully that we really need to unpack right. because basically, you know, the the folks in Lowndes County, a couple of things about them that everybody should know, they mm-hmm. were organizing um, on their own, mm-hmm. right? Long <laughs> before um, any sort of outside activists came in yeah. to work with them. They asked for Dr. King and the SCLC to come in and help them organize. It was so. This is a place, Lowndes County was 80% black, yeah. and not a single person ap- after the Voting Rights Act was passed right. was registered to vote because it right. was so fucking dangerous. Because yeah. you could be lynched, you could lose your home, mm-hmm. you would be thrown off your land. Like just the the, the threats were yeah. were like impossible and. Dr King didn't want to bring workers into Lowndes County mm-hmm. because he said it was he deemed it too dangerous. Wow. So the folks who <laughs> responded were the folks from the Student vo- um, Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, Stokely mm-hmm. Carmichael and, you know, his like Nonviolent. other young people. Mm-hmm. These are kids, right? Mm-hmm. They were in there, you know, they were like teenagers and up. Mm-hmm. But they came in after the march from Selma to Montgomery. They went back to Lowndes County to were meet these with the just locals.
1: Black kids, or were there some white people? There was in the a displaced? couple
0: of white kids who eventually heard okay. about it and came down. Um, <laughs> but it was really a predominantly black movement, okay. and the so the the folks from SNCC as it was called that's Mm -hmm. the abbreviation went into Lowndes County to work with the locals and the locals were again these are folks who oftentimes the narrative of the civil rights movement is that the folks in the south were kind of hapless hopeless helpless right Right. and like people come in activists come in and folks from the north come in swoop in and rescue them and this was not the case in Lowndes Lowndes Mm -hmm. County these folks were organized they were armed Mm. and they were knew exactly what they wanted and so the folks from snick believed in organizing from the ground up mm. and when we so when we say a leaderless movement they didn't believe the way the sclc did which is dr king's organization they didn't believe in having a charismatic leader at the top they didn't mm. believe in a organization that kind of founded in, in religion that functioned like you know almost mm-hmm. like you know a pastor and a clergy mm. um they believed in that strong people don't need strong leaders mm. that strong people need to organize themselves and every movement needs to outlive you know it needs something it outlive the folks who initially begin it mm. um and and so that was the difference and they leaned everyone
1: is their own leader everyone's over. their own leader and it's a,
0: a community it's mm-hmm. community based it's about the community and so on pain of really <clears throat> like on pain of the potential loss of their lives all of these folks organized and formed an independent party mm. because they were, they were denied the vote and yeah. they, so they figured out what they needed to do was form their own political party to run against the established ones. Wow. And they formed a party that, and the symbol of that party was the Black Panther. And that, and it was called the Lowndes County Freedom Organization. Mm. But it's that was the birth, essentially, of what we know as the Black Panther Party. It started in mm. Alabama. So this is this story again that to me,
1: which sp- most people don't know,
0: they don't know it. Mm-hmm. It's but it speaks to me so much. Um, it's it speaks to me so much because it's a story we need today. Right. You know, when we our democracy really hangs in the balance, when we are looking at you know. Uh, there was a hostile attempted coup, you know, (laughs) there's, uh, we have the rise of, of neo, like Mm neo-Nazis, you know, there's the rise of Mm anti-Semitism, white supremacists, we have, you know, right,
1: 2022. Hello,
0: (laughs) we have folks, we have, we have (laughs) so-called leaders on the Republican side, you know, I'm going to say it, but meeting with people like Nick Fuentes, you know, in the, you know, like that, who, uh, uh, you know, a white supremacist, like an open white supremacist. So, you know, Confluent what do we need? It
1: sounds like Latin. It, Dude, and it it's is. Latino. It is. Interesting.
0: You know, how some of us are confused. Yes. Some of us are yes. confused. Because they pass or yeah, some shit. Yeah, white adjacent. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, but so, so for, I think, you know, again, this story, it's, I, every, it's everything I do, mm-hmm. I, I love, you yeah. know, and, but this one is really close because I think the idea of, you know, just the, again, unlearning The history, you know, that we have been, you know, that's been kind of given to us or, or forced on us sometimes is so important and you know victory like history is often there's that saying history is told by the victors right, right. and oftentimes too the victors might be the oppressors right. so you know we really had need to look into this and this film does and so it's playing all this week in LA and mm-hmm. in theaters across the country and it's also available now on Apple TV and cool. Amazon and right we'll here. stream on peacock and oh, good uh, early next year
1: okay so I don't need a screener I could just go ahead and uh, read it
0: you could. You could. Awesome. That's that So let's go back and tell everybody, you know, where you're from and how you got into the game in the first place. Sure. So I was um, born <laughs> and raised on the East Coast mm-hmm. and uh, I went to school in, uh, in New York and uh, to college, I should say. I went to university in New York and from there I got into the film industry because yeah. literally I... After I graduated, I was living in my parents' basements, and I was working. As you do. <laughs> yeah, as you do, feeling hapless and hopeless and helpless, and just like <laughs> I ain't never gonna be nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, no. My parents were pretty sure I wasn't never going to be nothing either. I have some immigrant parents who were like, no. and you know, they were like, and med school is waiting for you, you know, and right. engineering school is waiting for you. But so, but I studied art. Mm. I was like, I studied art and animation and. what was called cross-cultural anthropology at the time, Mm. but anthropology and, you know, a bunch of shit that, like, you know, that didn't add up to any job (laughs) that anybody (laughs) knew of. And then I I was working, actually, at Harvard University Mm. for an animation professor and working on her film because I did animation um, at the time. And I literally, physically, like, ran into Spike Lee on the campus because he was teaching at that time oh, and around right. the time he was working on Malcolm X mm. and so I'm dating myself but he was working you ain't about on... You
1: 19 with a little vampire self
0: <laughs> <laughs> but so he was working on Malcolm X mm. and I passed him on the street, thinking, mm-hmm. and he smiled, and I smiled, and I was like, oh, that's some student I know, because he looks so young, <laughs> exactly. and I walked by him, and then some, yeah, some, some <laughs> woman was chasing him, <laughs> so he stopped, she ran past me to catch him, to get his autograph, that's and funny. I was like, holy shit, that's Spike Lee, <laughs> oh my God, that's Spike Lee. And like, he I'm was, gonna run over there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, he was one of my favorite <laughs> filmmakers, I'd seen Do the mm-hmm. Right Thing, it mm-hmm. blew my mind, you yeah. know, I'd seen all his stuff, so... I turned around and went back and I introduced myself mm-hmm. after the, the other woman got her autograph and ran off. No. I introduced myself and then, you know, it was like I work here, you're one of my film, favorite filmmakers. And he was like, oh, cool, nice. You know, and he was I was like, could I come sit in one of your classes, you Mm -hmm. know? And then I basically kind of stalked him. (laughs) I
1: I, (laughs) go, as
0: you do. (laughs) The poor man. Like, I stalked him around the campus. I showed up in his class. (laughs) I wasn't a student. You know, so he Mm -hmm. was kind of like, what are you doing here? But I I showed up his class. I went to... I was really desperate. Mm -hmm. When you're desperate, you know, times call for desperate. But, But let
1: me just interrupt you. Here's... I was just telling somebody this yesterday. Sometime I miss having that innocence of not knowing. Yeah. when you don't know you try more things that's right you know you take more risks but when now you're like oh well I need to talk to his assistant to get to his agent to get to it. now you play all that shit as opposed to there he is that's
0: right you know but it mean? was also I think at that time period and for a lot of folks when you're just starting out you have nothing to lose right. I have nothing to lose yeah. like what could you do ignore me well that was like story of my life at that point <laughs> like what came out know, I'm living in my parents join the throne. I'm living in my parents basement you know like what you know what do I have to lose right. so um, and so basically Basically, I think I pestered him so much that finally he was like, Oh my god, I need to you know, like <laughs> let me just get rid of her by doing giving Man, her I'm something. I'm about to start this shoot, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Come like, on down. <laughs> like, let me give her something to do. <clears throat> so he brought me on as an intern mm-hmm. on Malcolm X. And nice. he but he was the one I credit him for understanding the connection between what I was doing, which is animation, sequential art, right. and he put me in the edit room. Okay. And so then that was the beginning of my career.
1: That's smart. See, there's something I do, I think I told you I've produced probably 30 different projects. I usually gather all the PAs day one, and I will ask them, like, what, what do you want to do? And somebody will be like, oh, I want to direct. I'm like, okay, I'm a, you're going to assist the director. This is in, you know, indie world, and you already know. We don't have hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. We might have 500,000, and that's it, anyway. So I'll put them with whatever department they say they want to be, that's where I want them to work because I want them to grow and I want them to learn. And somebody's like, I want to produce. I'm like, well, you stick with me, right? Or whatever it is we're doing. And what I found is when you are eager to be in the the place you want to be, you will work double time. You perform. You really do. And I always say this, and I've said this a million times on my show, I tell all the interns and the PAs and everybody coming up, your job is to if I if I drop it, you pick it up, and I don't mean that like a slave. I want somebody who does more.
0: Yes, I want some. You know. Yeah.
1: I want somebody who I'm like. Who is that dude? Who, who's that girl? Who's doing all that stuff? Who's ten, you see it ten steps ahead? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, if you see somebody having a hard time doing something, go over there and ask them. Do they need help? Don't be the one going, well, nobody told me not to do nothing. I'm just going to say that crafty. No, bitch,
0: you ain't no use to me. That's right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Don't be on your phone. Yes. Don't be on your phone. Don't be taking no photos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like like, keep eyes open, ears open, pay attention. Try to be ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, totally agree. And I think I was... I mean I definitely was a lot of fumbling. But <laughs> <laughs> but I was that person. If you don't know. Yeah, I right? was I was that person. You know, <laughs> like I definitely was eager and right. I think that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, Spike actually I worked on a bunch of his projects through uh,
1: Did you stay in the edit room for a while? I was in the you? edit room. Mm-hmm. So I was
0: in the edit room for in the after Malcolm X from from that film. Um, and I worked it was it was the a great time in New York. It right. was the height of indie film, so okay. I got to work um, and be in the edit room on a bunch of different projects. I worked for Spike, but mm-hmm. I also worked on, on something for the Coen Brothers for nice. a minute. You know, Hudlucker Proxy. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I worked um, with Merchant Ivory, oh. like on their film um, oh. Surviving Picasso. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I worked on. Uh, oh my God! Here's this, this class, this cult classic, Surviving the Game <laughs> with Ice <laughs> t and Sam Pollard, who became Hilarious. my mentor. Oh, you really? know, and I, who I co-directed Lawrence mm-hmm. County oh, with. Yes. Um, that's sort of where we really bonded Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I worked with a bunch of really great directors and Robert Altman on shortcuts that was really kind of the most phenomenal thing Mm -hmm. Um, classic yeah Mm -hmm. cuz and then it was also sort of you know as his career he was you know, already an elder at that right time. There, he's so
1: pretty old by that point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he
0: always walked around smoking a huge blunt. Which really? was yeah, he was always high, and he always had a huge blunt. So there was like a mad contact high thing oh, happening God. the whole time. I was like, you know, do like like sinking stuff dailies and like you know in a day. But I um, wouldn't be
1: able to work with you. Yeah, it was it was funny. I'm not a big I, like I never drink, smoke or did drugs. Yeah. In my life. And and like I can't stand the smell of it. The smell of it. So especially marijuana. I don't. I don't understand how you can just. Yeah. I don't know. get it. That's just me. All day. <clears throat> I mean, <throat>
0: it was a different. It was yeah. a different like breed of person, you know, like with that stamina. <laughs> right. But so so yeah. So it was a really great time in New mm-hmm. York, and I felt like I was able to learn so much, and I was in. um Basically, in in narrative for about twelve years, right. and then what what and, made you switch? So so essentially, after nine eleven, mm. a lot of the narrative work left New York, yep. right? The yep. the narrative. You know, I think people were nervous about yeah, you mm-hmm. know having their productions in New yep. York and just fearful of like, oh my gosh, if there's another attack or well, something.
1: The, and then the insurance went way up to no, shoot the there too, so it got really went. expensive. I'm sure you know exactly. you shoot a lot of things there, so yes,
0: exactly. So. Um, the work left. Mm-hmm. I I didn't want to leave at that time. I wasn't, I didn't feel like ready to, you know, mm-hmm. to step out of New York. And I had loved that scene. So I, that's when I segued into it. Don't you love this cloudy uh, six, 62 <laughs> degrees in actually, California? This is very attractive right now considering <laughs> what it's doing in New York. Is, every, is it snowing and yeah. cold now? Yeah. Every winter I'm like... What a, i made a terrible mistake, but uh, you
1: could be a snowbird and come like, here for the winter. Right? Exactly,
0: that might listen. That might be my my old age. Go to Scottsdale. That's it, what everybody does. Go to right, just come and go. But um, but so so that's essentially mm-hmm. how I ended up. I segued into documentary because there was mm-hmm. still a niche for that in right. New York. What
1: and was the first one that you worked on? So
0: the first documentary I ever worked on was called "Take It From Me," mm-hmm. and it was about. I also got hooked on it, I have to say, because coming from... Coming from Spike Lee, like since he was my uh, my first real mm-hmm. you know experience in film, and he you know his films always had a message, right? Yeah. There was always a, a really strong perspective. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he always like saying
1: something, you know? saying something, and, and I would say that after seeing your your project, you were saying something.
0: Yeah, you know, you so, make you think. Yeah, you have yeah. to talk
1: to somebody when you're done watching an episode. You know what I mean, <laughs> I Let it, I'm like, babe, you need to watch this because I need to tell you some shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's you know? a little bit of a
0: soapbox. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's like a little bit of soapbox and <laughs> everything. And I feel like that should be the name of our company. It's like that's Soapbox funny. Productions because there's there's definitely, you know, people are like, can you do something fun? Like, when are you going to do something fun? You know? <laughs> like, this is really heavy. Hilarious. But Spike, you know, I think that's the training, right? And yeah. also it comes from being, you know, I think when you're a person of color in the industry, when you are from like a more marginalized community, mm-hmm. um, it means that, you know, like off you know you have a different perspective right. something you know hopefully or ideally right you you bring something additional um and i so so for me documentary The the, the first film i worked on take it from me was mm-hmm. about uh sort of the failures of welfare reform okay. at the time which was i think clinton had you know Started this initiative around welfare reform that was yeah. really like people were falling through the cracks so, around it. You mm-hmm. know, um, there was sort of a blanket policy, <laughs> didn't deal with the individuals. So it was a film about that and it did quite well. And it mm-hmm. kind of like opened my eyes to like how, how. The stories of real people, you mm-hmm. know, actual, um, were could be so incredibly powerful. Like mm-hmm. documentary is a vehicle for change, and it actually, there was a child in the film who was in foster care and mm-hmm. was being abused. And he, after the film came out, he was returned to his mother, sure. who really deserved him. And his mother's issue was she was just poor. Oh, he
1: was abused in foster. care. He was abused got in it, foster care,
0: it. and and his <clears> mother, <throat> but he was placed in foster care because his mother was living in overcrowded conditions, right. poverty, right? Mm-hmm. But she was a great mom and uh, she, she, so she didn't
1: want to give him up. Oh hell no. Yeah. She,
0: she, but she was uh, she was able to get him back mm-hmm. and it was really you know like so I was like oh we, maybe we can actually do something here mm-hmm. you know. So so that was part, also part of the love of Doc is like I need to feel like again the immigrant guilt the need to feel like <laughs> you're, you're doing something useful you know yeah. what I mean like be useful that's the biggest thing <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um. Okay, so you
1: did that movie first. Let me ask you a question, just about Doc, just out of curiosity, by the way. And sometimes I'm there's things I know, and sometimes I'm asking for what I think the audience might want to know. You know, sometimes there are some film festivals you could submit to a rough cut with. Do you still do that, or do you try to be? ready to go
0: before we try to get as far as possible we will submit a rough cut like Mm -hmm. if you have to but you want to be further along just because particularly the major film festivals are so competitive and you have people who are like big names you know so you don't want to give them no reasons yeah exactly you want it to be as good as it can be Mm -hmm. and sometimes i think the thing that i have learned is there's a festival for every film you know there is a there we have and I think people put so much on it. You know, everybody scrambles to make Sundance Mm -hmm. and like, you know... Loses weight and sleep and hair. (laughs) And it's kind of, and it's like, of course, Sundance is a premier festival, but there are others. And there's. That could change your life. It could change your life. And people program, (laughs) like, festivals have an angle, you know? And. It's a money making machine, too. That's right. It's like, it's like finding a partner in life. Like, there is somebody out there for everybody, you know, ideally. And you will, you will find it. You know, you will find your festival. So I think the idea is to really you know, have faith in that, and you know, what, like, again, if you don't think your cut is strong enough, Mm -hmm. like, don't send an assembly, like, just wait, wait for the next, you know, it's better to make a better film.
1: Let me ask you something, so you and I were talking the other day, and I was telling you about, you know, we were talking about things that we do at at Blue Monday, and um, even things I do here at my own company, is, you know, I write underdog stories in the murder, death, kill world, right? And we were talking about, like, documentaries, like, how do you how does a filmmaker find their voice in that? And I, I was telling you, I saw immediately Frames 6. I was like, oh, I'm, I think I kind of get what she's doing. And I started looking at, you know, your IMDb and some of the other films and stuff you've done. And I was like, oh, she's, the themes are still there. The subject changes, but the theme still educates you on something you've never heard of before. Something unsung, something on, un, you know, it, it's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You see where I'm going?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. mm-hmm. Well, I I would say this. I think so. There's, I mean, docu- coming from narrative mm-hmm. and having that as my background, you know, narrative and animation of all things, <coughs> right? But, but the, but there is really the critical, the you know, the critical points of uh, is is story, right? Like, no matter what your documentary, because a lot of people make pieces that are more advocacy pieces with right. documentary. And that can be okay, but you still... To really grab people, you have to have a good story. Mm-hmm. And like Lowndes County, for example, to me, what made me... Because you can help be like, everybody should go vote because X, you know? Yeah. But when you have a gripping story, you know, and and, and characters to hold on to, mm-hmm. um, and the same in documentary and narrative you know, people will watch, you know, will consume it, will watch it, will relate to it, and you want to take them on a ride, right? right? That's So that's, I think, the same, no matter the medium, right? right. It's, it's about the storytelling. But with documentary, the really critical thing is having, so one, having a, a great story. Mm-hmm. Then two, is having the means to tell it, right? Because you know with, I mean by the means i don't mean the money because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true in both as well Zagre. people have the money and so that's <laughs> there's that means and that's super important right but beyond that it's really the the idea of the access like you have to have when we think about you know if you you mention like you know crime or true mm-hmm. crime or whatever or or all of those things in documentary, for example, on Black and Missing, mm-hmm. the critical thing was access. If we needed access to the families, right. if we had the fa- if, if we didn't have that, you know, the retelling of the story is incredibly boring and unemotional, right. possibly, view, or it's a, it's, so yes. it's a news piece. It's a news piece, having actual access to the communities, to the people who, with first hand experience, right. you know, with the lived experience of something, makes all the difference. Right. And I think with you know what's interesting is i'm currently working on um with there's a a a follow-up to eyes on the prize it's like so eyes on the prize which was a seminal civil rights documentary finished in 1984 i'm directing one of the episodes of it for the next iteration of it Um, and it's with uh don porter who's an amazing Mm -hmm. friend and filmmaker it's with her company and um trilogy films but and hbo is doing it but the you know, what was interesting is we learned about Eyes on the Prize, too. What was their, one of their, you know, mandates for that doc was it was required that the people that they interviewed mm-hmm. have been on the ground, like have the lived experience of it. Right. They didn't want experts, no third person. they didn't want historians, they didn't mm-hmm. want, you know, maybe a journalist, but journalists had to have been there, mm-hmm. you know? So that's the, you know, sort of the difference between, right. you know, and, and again, journalists are incredibly important. But the idea of having as many people as you can right. who you know have can tell it first person right. is really, really important.
1: And with I was telling you about the doc that I'm doing, the surf doc. <clears throat> it's been one of the difficult things that I'm having is so many people aren't around anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even the band that's my main subject doesn't have a lot of footage because they were so young when they were making it. So I had to figure out a way around it was to tell the story through them by using other people telling their stories and coming back to their stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that we still see the the, 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 the A story is still rolling through them talking about their lives, but we cut into the Beach Boys or whoever else talking about what was going on around that time or where they were, and we cut back to them. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I had to figure out this other way around all this missing images. That's right. You know what I mean? And, and,
0: and it's beautiful. It's it's looking mm-hmm. like, I mean, I took a look at what oh, did you, what you sent okay. me. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's an amazing, it's a, like, there's, there's such a great story there. Mm-hmm. I think, but I think you hit it right on the head. It's true. You have to, that's the other, another part of docs. If it's a historical piece specifically, right. What do you have? You know, there's access, and then there's archive. Right. You know, if it's a verité story, it's all access. Right. Like, can you get into the room with this person and that person and this person? Right? Can you? Can you? Will they allow you to follow them around? Will they allow you into their home? Will they allow you into <coughs> like, say, a courtroom? Or you know, yeah. can you get access to the courtroom? Can you know? It's so how vulnerable will they be? Mm-hmm. You know, how how much will they let you in? So that's a verité film. Right. Uh, the you know, and then the. The other side of it is the historical film where it's like for our Lowndes County film, Mm -hmm. we thought we were going to have to animate half of it. We were like, "And this will be animation because there's no footage of (laughs) it because it wasn't covered, you know what I mean? And it wasn't, it's been hidden from us Purposefully, mm-hmm. so nobody covered it. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't put it in the news because it was dangerous. When a when a group of black folks organized right. in that way at that time, even the
1: black papers didn't even do it. either. Uh,
0: hardly anybody wow. covered it. Lowndes Ooh. County was so dangerous, right. you know. Like, and it just you know people were frightened. They were they don't want us knowing how to do that mm-hmm. kind of organizing. <laughs> they don't want it, you know. Exactly. And so, and plus these Still folks today. were armed. They were armed. You mm-hmm. know, the SNCC folks talk about how they were armed. You know, they were like we were non-violent on paper but we were carrying guns because mm. they were trying to kill us right. so you'd have carried a gun too you know yep. and stokely carmichael was like we're not going to just sit around mm-hmm. and let you all beat on us right. you know they were they were done with that they wanted mm-hmm. black power right. and they were very clear and it's and this, that's,
1: this group was so they were younger than malcolm and they all were them. younger
0: they were the next generation yeah, yeah. so and, that
1: that, you, that youth He's usually the ones that are like, fuck the police. Yeah, yeah, therein <laughs> lies the culture clash. Yeah, yeah. Therein
0: lies, and, and we detail some of that in there mm-hmm. too. Because the, the, Martin Luther King, obviously, and his message and what he did obviously was beyond critical, right? Yeah. We know what 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 you know you know what that heroism looks like, mm-hmm. but I think what Snick did not believe in was lionizing an individual, lionizing a leader at the top, yeah. you know, and they believed in bringing, you know, the people, it's that teach a man to fish thing, right? right? Like the idea of, of, of the people, the community leads. Mm-hmm. There are There is no leader, right. you know, here. We are all equal. and um, But yes, you hit it right on the head. They were younger. And they were tired of like, they didn't want to sing We Shall Overcome Anymore. <laughs> they were like, we want black power. And we're done with, you know, and it really is links to, it it's, was the precursor to sort of the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. today. given and it got the same pushback Right. right black power Black Lives Matter. Right. We know how people are polarizing. Mm-hmm. Some folks, you know, it's been for some Wait, people. Don't they some all people. matter? <laughs> know, right?
1: No, but it's not this
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, somebody, somebody equated that to me to cancer survivors. It would be like if people with breast cancer exactly. were like, "Breast cancer matters," and like somebody else showed up with this, you know, with signs, other people showed up and were like, "All cancers matter." It's like, you know what I mean? Like, can we? Yeah. Can we just? focus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's talking about you
1: like right now. Okay. It's What's, what's the irony though, just, just going into that just for a quick second, is we just saw what just happened. Hello. So we're talking about a thing. But here's the other funny thing. I don't know if you ever saw, we put out, I co-wrote this letter that went viral called Dear Hollywood. I'll send it to you. And it was like, Two or three weeks after George Floyd
0: Mm -hmm. for
1: the Writers Guild. It's the first letter that the Guild ever got behind for any of us, the the committees. I think I saw
0: it. I think I saw it. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, we went in on the fucking industry. And, of course, because we did that and the Guild got behind us, all the other committees were like, wait a minute, how come they get one? We're like, bitch, didn't you see what just happened?
0: Hello.
1: This wasn't any other, you know, uh, 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 committees. Background: This was black folks, Word. so we were talking to the, the 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 universe, the Hollywood, and everybody else about the shit that's going on right now and how shit's got to change for us. Well, so they had to send out their letters and whatever because they can't get behind one thing at a time because it's a union, you know what I mean? So it became this thing where, like, it took all of the power we had and downplayed it because now everybody else started doing these things and they were trying to go viral and trying to I'm like. You can't make it happen. Mm-hmm. It comes because it was from the heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were writing our truth. You know, and that the, anyway. Don't make me stop. No, no, no. <laughs> you are what she but
0: it resonates <clears throat> so much with me what you're saying because mm-hmm. we similarly in our community, in the doc community, right. Sonia Childress, who's a great sort of thought leader and organizer wrote a piece called A Reckoning you mm. know which was sent out to The Reckoning which was sent out to the commu- our community right. saying the doc community and it was talking about the same things yeah. like uh, equality you know representation yeah. authorship also like and I well, the thing that alright we're going to talk about it let's go let's talk about the, <laughs> let's about talk about being troublemakers in our <laughs> industry y'all so the thing that I got into a lot of trouble for was around that same time hmm um, a film came out which was uh, about Tiger Woods right. and the team was predominantly white <laughs> except for no. the directors were both white men. <laughs> um, it was not an authorized piece but oh. the directors were both white men and Sam Pollard was an executive producer on it but the, <clears throat> the rest of the team um, the, particularly the key team, right? Everybody in a position of power was white. And um, And I said something about it. Mm. Because Sonia's letter, the letter I'm talking about had just come out. And on Facebook, I posted, you know, on the director's timelines, who I both know them, Mm. you know. And I said, you know, it's interesting to me. Why did you. I'm curious as to why you both elected to, to direct this film. Like, did you.
1: With no thought.
0: But there's two of you. Yeah. Right? There's two of you. Yeah. So could not one of you like Tiger Woods is from according to him, ten communities, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. What is he Tag a collision or whatever he calls <laughs> it, so, right? But but like, you know, it's not that we are a fan of like his identity politics, but right. but he is Thai, he is indigenous, mm-hmm. he is African American, like there's two of you. Right. Could one of you have possibly been from his from one of those communities, mm-hmm. like just just maybe, so that there's some representation on a level that is not just like a higher level. Like it's right. not enough to be like, oh, look, the PA is black <laughs> exactly. or the PA is Thai. Yes. Like the PA has no power Nothing. to hold you accountable Nothing. when you put something in there that it, you know when you center the film around a a totally wrong conceit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. so so I asked that question and it similarly went viral and there was a big kind of fuss about it, right. you know, cause nobody had, uh, talked about it. shockingly, but yeah. it's a, again, documentary and the, the, we live in a white supremacist world, right? We know it's the foundation and fabric of our society. Mm-hmm. It's in the air. We, it's, it's how the society was built on right. the, you know, stolen land, indigenous people on the, you know, the slave trade, enslaved Africans. So, and you know, we we as we all need to agree on that, and we have to work actively to be yep. anti-racist yep. in everything we do. Right? Yep. I mean, even Biden said it. Like, your workplace should look like America. You know, like and that doesn't mean that, like, you know, everybody above the line mm-hmm. is Caucasian. And you know, like, it means that you you know, there's true equity. It's mm-hmm. like having people in positions of power, yep. and not just one. Well, they, know? They, they,
1: they, sorry to interrupt you, they do the same thing in the writer's room, mm-hmm. you know? They're like, it's all these usually white cis men, yes. you know, run in the room, and they bring in one black male or female writer, lower level, and in the, all the cast is black. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? For the most part. They still are doing that.
0: Yeah, and it's impossibly toxic yeah. for that one person yeah. because what power do they really have? None. And, and I think it's the onus yeah. is really on those of us who are not you know like if it's not your community that this show is about you need to think about what the hell you're doing there yeah. like you should either can you know for us the the thought is like bring on a co-director or, or just ask yourself is it really do I need to tell this story yeah. and if you if you will you know the answer might be no like maybe maybe you shouldn't maybe right. you should sit down and that's part of being anti-racist yeah. even in this film about Lowndes County for me I wouldn't have done this film without Sam Pollard because Sam Pollard is an you know an, he's an elder well, he's going to be mad at me for saying that but mm-hmm. he is he's an elder mm-hmm. he's has deep ties to Mississippi he was his family is from there he spent all his every summer there like a lot of yeah. folks do he's a black man he's mm-hmm. you know African American he know lived through that time period right. you know it, it was. It's not my place to do that film without mm-hmm. him. As as my like as a, and we directed it together. So that way that he could be like you know like that's he could definitely hold, he had all the power to hold me mm-hmm. accountable. He had a voice. And yeah, he had. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, I, and if he but if he had not joined, I would have said you need to find somebody else. Mm. Like somebody else should do this. It right. shouldn't be me. Mm. Okay. So I think that's part of the, also the anti racist racist kind of practice that i'm hoping the industry will think more about you know it is a step they're like okay we'll open the door and let one of you in (laughs) you know but (laughs) we could do so much better
1: true true what makes you decide now let me ask you this do are most of the movies you make movies that you came through heard of were passionate about or they come through you going hey you know we would love for you to make this project for us
0: I think, so it's a little of both. Stop. Some of my, pro- some of the projects like Lowndes County, mm-hmm. you know, a young producer, Demma <coughs> Paxton Fofang, who is part of the project, brought the story to to Sam and I. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, pr- he brought it first to me. I, made, I brought it to Sam, but we, you know that one. We were super. We were like, "This has to be done." Right. It's too. You know, it's too. It's too powerful to let leave alone. Some. We, I develop myself, and right. then we pitch. So it's a combination. Like I'm. I definitely work as a director for hire if it's right. something that I feel like feels important. True. Um. So I'm. I'm lucky to be in that place right now where I have a choice of the two.
1: Yeah. No. It's it's a really good, solid place to be. I I think I heard you saying. Forgive me if I'm, get this right. Wrong. Are you? Now looking into trying to do more scripted. Yes,
0: yeah. So interesting. So I think I'm missing. What's funny? After mm-hmm. being in scripted, you know, that I was at, I've been right. on the doc side for a while. I, I miss. I'm missing it. Mm-hmm. I'm really. I'm missing scripted. I also find that scripted has become. When I, you know, back in back when, <laughs> like <laughs> scripted was uh, limited, there right. were you know only so many channels you know there i mean there was cable but Mm -hmm. it was still like what you could what was going on the air was still very safe Mm -hmm. you know they weren't there weren't a lot of us people who look like us out there you know on these shows and and even the risks the risks that sort of um white executives Mm -hmm. were willing to take it was mostly white executives at that time they they didn't necessarily, you know, feels... Wait, has it changed? you have to tell me. Okay, touche, touche. Um, <clears throat> but, but... At the- yeah, there whoever, might be one at a, at a
1: company here or there.
0: Whoever they are, yes. whoever they are now, mm-hmm. they're more. They seem more willing to take the risks, right? To right. do or to put. You know, we have shows out there like Atlanta, mm-hmm. like Reservation Dogs, like uh, you know shows uh, that we would never yes. have had, right?
1: But look at the names behind them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean. So they still have that strong, you know, name IP, whatever yes. the hell it is behind it. Yes. It's not like they just gave. You know somebody a chance
0: that's right you know you have potential yeah
1: you know we we always make this joke white people get there on potential we get there on our resume
0: this is that's right we have
1: to have receipts that we can
0: that's right in
1: order for you to get
0: well it's the same way that we have to everybody else in the room can have a bachelor's or a high school thing and we have to have a master's right right? that's Mm -hmm. like it's that same concept but i do feel i'm absolutely there's also some stories that I haven't been able to tell them doc that right. like I feel like, you know, okay, so then it could be a script. It should be a scripted. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us in the that world are thinking that way now. Like, is this a better doc? Is it a better scripted piece? Right. You know, and, or is this, you know, how should we handle it? So I feel like, and just because the same tenets apply, it's, right. it's about storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like Lowndes County would make a, Oh, joke ass! It's, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, who doesn't want to play Stokely Carmichael? Yeah, for sure. Who doesn't want like the story of these? You know, so I so we are looking into. Well, that.
1: holler at me when you're ready with that. No, uh, we're yeah. we're okay. Well, <laughs> we got we got to get caught up on on uh, Amazon. You know, with their reward. <laughs> yes, but, yes, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. Um, here's an interesting thing that I was thinking about was. So now you're moving into scripted. What what type of advice would you give filmmakers who want to make that pivot?
0: Well, it's funny. I I feel like I'm I'm learning it right now because it's I'm having the experience, the interesting experience of a lot of people looking at my resume Mm -hmm. and being like, "What are you doing? (laughs) Like what?" Why do you want to? Like yeah. you're doing fine where you yeah. are. Like why do you want to? You're make on this HBO. What's What you doing? Yeah. What you doing? <laughs> why you? How you old? You're like why? Why you want to make this move now? You got to cushy over there. You know. But, but um. And then I think I'm like in you know, a funny like the programs that you would normally apply to. Mm-hmm. I think there are all these amazing programs that you right. can apply to, and then you're given us like granted. You know, you'll get a television. You get right. to shadow somebody. You get those kind of things. I think they look at me and they're like, "Why? Like, are you? You know, like I'm. I'm not intern quality. You know, like oh, so yeah. yet. Yeah. You know, like I feel like it's like, so there. So I'm in a funny position. But um, but I do think if you're, you know trying to see you know, kind of like a few films in and doc and want to make the transition, definitely those programs are amazing. Mm-hmm. And also it seems really critical to have a project that you're – that, you know, like some piece of IP, a yeah. book, a project, a script, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of those things first yeah. that, you, that you can kind of go to folks it's with. It's like
1: coming with the elements. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, which is what they expect of, you know, yeah. writers today, which I think is just ridiculous. I and mean, even we have to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you – you can't just come in with a script. You can't just come in with uh, I have a great pitch. It's got to be. And who's starring in it?
0: Yeah, who's exactly and the whole do, package? And who did you bring with it? That's and right. Who's the producer?
1: Yeah. It? You know, it's like, how do you expect some emerging writer with a great script to have an, a strong element? That makes yeah. no sense. To me
0: and to have that kind of access, yes. particularly, and then if you're. <clears throat> You know, for us, for, for BIPOC people, mm-hmm. it's like, it's that much harder. Right. I do think, though, you know, I think there's the, there's, as you know, better, even better than me, right? There's film and then there's television. Right. So I think, you know, obviously, for the, the sort of television aspect of it, like doing episodic television, right? right? It might <clears throat> be, in some ways, getting a job as a, you know, to direct an episode or two of something as a doc person might actually be the easier step, yes. first step. And then the film part of it, you know, because making a film takes the, that much the longer. The
1: other thing you could do, just roll me on that. Hmm. <clears throat> Since you already have the dot for Lounge, Lounge,
0: Lounge, County. And that's what I said. <are>. Uh,
1: <laughs> for Lounge. Why can't I never say it? Lounge County? Lounge. Lounge County. Yeah. That's a different name. That's so dope. Um, for that film. You could probably even take and make a little of it into a sizzle mm-hmm. to prove your concept to show what you want to do with the story of the series, mm-hmm. even if it's limited or whatever. You know what I mean? You, you already have it all. So maybe you could just take it and so they go, what else do you have? Well, we want to do, here's this other little piece to show you how this could work as a series. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We already have the story. We have the writer, if it's you, whatever. You know what I mean? I think that could be another faster way mm-hmm. in because now you have receipts Yeah. as opposed to yeah, we have this idea yeah yeah people here's another thing that I always say people are like well maybe I should go and write that script I'm like well I'm gonna tell you this for somebody who has to read a bunch of scripts I will stop to look at your thing before I read your script I'm right. just telling, being Visually. honest with you the we're visual. in a visual medium yeah. and I would rather spend seven minutes watching your thing than I would three hours reading your fucking script Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just going to keep it real with you. That's and right. And so that's why I'm like, what of do of you concepts. think?
0: proof of Yeah. A proof of concepts. Yeah. yeah it absolutely. goes a
1: long way if it's dope. Yeah. And you know how to do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: By yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have all that footage and be like, hmm, how can I, I don't know if this was a show. Yeah. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the characters. Here's the boom. Here's the boom. You know what I mean? It's like, it's all there to me. Um, That's just another alternative. Um. The other alternative would be to go and you know write up a pitch for and you know Mm -hmm. play that game Mm -hmm. but i mean with all the resources you have you probably can go to hbo and go here's our new movie that's out here's the pitch for the series it's another way in which i'm sure you thought of you know but just talking out loud for the audience
0: no it is so helpful it's so Um, helpful all this for me as well yeah
1: Yeah. it's just a different it's a slightly different medium and i guess the only other reason I'm thinking that you come out with the sizzle version and the sizzle version might have a little bit of dialogue and maybe you do You shoot a scene or two to show that you can direct uh, uh, actors in dialogue because sometimes that's what they don't see. Yes. They know you could do talking head, but can you? Can
0: you do dialogue? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Of course I can. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) If I can move you with emotion with talking head, don't you think I could do the same thing with characters talking? I can see it.
0: Mm -hmm. I
1: can see that you could direct that. You know what I mean? So it's just uh, everybody doesn't have that visual. You know, everybody's very literal.
0: Also, too, they, uh, like you said, people something they just want to know. It's like you have yeah. to have the credit to get the credit, right? Yeah. There's the irony there. You have yeah. to, you know. Yeah. So that makes a difference. Completely,
1: completely. Um, so you guys are about to come out with the film.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's in theaters, and mm-hmm. like I said, and now on, it's already streaming on Apple, and okay. it's on Amazon available, mm-hmm. and then we'll stream on Peacock. Next year, which is uh, it's, a, it's it's an interesting like way yeah, that it's weird. gone, it's released, yeah. But, um, and then, but listen, I just for me, it's just about eyes, yes. particularly like as we're you know, there's of the election in Georgia right now, right. like you know what I mean. That's awesome.
1: Well, I think it's great that you guys, you know, that you have a movie that is hitting theaters, hitting the streaming all the same time, and so. I agree with you. I think it actually does allow for eyes to get on it even faster, because streaming, as you know, people are at home. We're about to go into you know Christmas and all that. People are going to be at home. Mm-hmm. Hollywood's about to shut down in a week. Yeah, you know what I mean. People are going to be on vacation, on you know holiday, whatever they call it, <clears throat> and this is the time for people to sit down and watch things. Right. You know. So I think I think the timing is actually right for you. So when you come out of that. You probably will be getting calls, mm-hmm. you know, going, "Hey, girl, what you plan to do with this thing?" <laughs> they're like, "Well, I just happen to have this idea." <laughs> <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that's, that's right. That's
0: Indeed. right. Indeed. We're, we're, we're we're trying. We're yeah. trying.
1: And I just love that it's an underdog story. That's I'm
0: like, hmm. it is such a. Star. Like Such it is, yeah. Underdog the underdog story, you have my heart at that too. Yes. One of my favorite cartoons was Underdog. Even, oh, though, yeah. even though I questioned his addiction <laughs> to whatever that pill was he kept taking, later I was like, mm. he needed it for his He was on speed. <laughs> <laughs> he was on speed. But yeah, but just that. <laughs> yeah. I love that too. I love
1: that story. <laughs> well, thank you so much for hanging out with me, coming all the way to LA just for me. I know you would not here just for, for no movies. Just for, <laughs> just for you. Just for you. Indeed. Indeed. Um, where can people follow you? You're on Twitter, Instagram. I am or on
0: Twitter, and I am on uh, I'm on Twitter, and I'm a yeah. Twitter is uh what is I feel, it? I'm, I'm watching the. I feel like I'm watching the end of days, <laughs> as we all are. I don't know what's really happening on Twitter, but uh, everybody
1: keeps thinking, "Am I going to get it, off next week?" Yeah, <laughs> like
0: when do I get? But I, it's been I'm I'm in. I'm enjoying the show. I yeah. can't lie. Like you, I, you
1: need to be promoting, so use it for that. You yeah. just need to be talking about your movie. That's true. All the as time. as
0: as whatever it's collapsing, I'm yeah. just like, here's my movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's my hey. it's screaming into the void. I mm-hmm. don't know what's where it's going, but mm-hmm. but um so I'm definitely on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Where, what is it? What can It's you um like? so my handle on Twitter is at Gita Gundbeer and um my it's on it's the same on, on Instagram. Yeah, on yeah. Instagram and on well, uh,
1: when you have unique names like you and I have you probably could find that name pretty easily yeah yeah (laughs) the last name is
0: spelled G-A-N-D-B-H-I-R for folks who like it's like in a way I'm like should I come up with a different thing (laughs) because who's (laughs) going to find my last name but you know here we are
1: no they'll find you they'll find you and in this climate where you see all the actors have these amazing, like even African names and stuff. It's like, if they can get away with that, you can get away with yours. You know what I mean? I love it. I think it's great. We don't have to be Steve McQueen anymore. You could be, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Thank you. I love it. I love that too. Mm I love
0: that too. It's so important.
1: Exactly. Well, thank you again for hanging out with me. I appreciate you.
0: Thank
1: you for having me. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You can find me on Twitter. I say Twitter like I'm cool, by the way. Uh, <laughs> on Twitter, Instagram, at Hilliard Guest You guys can follow the show um, All over the place um, We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts Spotify um, Anywhere Armor, anything that you have we, We're out there Shout out to all the people out there Who go on our Patreon page And um, donate to that We appreciate it <clears throat> Please go on uh, screenwritersrr.com We got t-shirts and stuff like that Appreciate everybody who posts their photos and stuff Really nice of you. Thank you. Um, so many good things happen, and I'll tell you offline. Uh, <laughs> a lot of good stuff about the blow up. Um, anyway, thank you. A shout out to everybody out there. Join me for Wakanda Forever at the end on my little tag. Uh, so we'll see you guys. This is dropping next Monday. So um, thank you again. Appreciate you, Gita. I said it right? You said it right. <laughs> 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 I'll be wrong in about two minutes Uh, (laughs) but thank you again for coming I appreciate you uh, joining with me on the show we keep it real, we keep it opinionated we keep it what Giza? Wakanda forever yeah, peace y'all and shout out to Gina Reyes for uh, connecting the two of us appreciate you over at UTA love you girl, peace Everyone got one, what's your opinion, this is the ramp Room, tongues won't be bitten, ain't no rules, just spill it, and anybody can get it, no limit, we get to kill it, You tuning into the thrillers, and no, ain't no stopping,
0: no. any
1: topic, even the random. I hope that you ready, we
0: entering in the zone soon, we only grown shit, welcome to the round Room,
1: that's it, that's all I got to say.